Hello everyone, um, welcome back to our devotional series and um, this one is focused on standing firm. It's a five days devotional by David Sleeker, okay, and we'll be discussing how to stand firm in your faith in the times that we're in. So today's devotional, which is the first day, is moving past trivial pursuits, moving past trivial pursuits. We have a number of scriptures we want to read and um, then we will delve into the body of the devotional. And at different points, if there are things I want to contribute, I will contribute them. Okay, so Matthew chapter 24, verse 3 to 14. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Take us, when will these things be? Um, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Sorry, tell us, not take us. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famine, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Take note of a number of things mentioned in this scripture. In verse 12, it says, Because lawlessness, lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Hopefully I can talk about this later. Uh... Or maybe I should make a few points with regards to this. Because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will wax cold. There is potential, you know, to uh, to adapt to a trend because it's it has become very uh, common now. You know, it become it has become very common. So the commonality of lawlessness can cause the love of many to wax cold. That is the consecration of many will wax cold. The uh, ability of many to see the difference between righteousness and evil. Righteousness and sin becomes watered down. Because lawlessness will abound, what does that say to us? It says in verse 13, But he who endures to the end shall be saved. There is the requirement to keep the word of God in the front of our eyes consistently. Consistently, consistently, so that it will keep our minds and our hearts, you know, in truth, so that error cannot find its way into our mind, so error cannot find its way into our perspective, so that the power of lawlessness will be, uh, will be, will be, it will remain revealed it will be clear to us consistently that this is lawlessness so that misbehaviors will not become uh, adaptive for us as the church of christ you know because lawlessness will abound it didn't say the love of all it said the love of many will grow cold so those people who could who didn't grow cold what strategy did they apply that kept them from growing cold and what is it that those whose love became cold what did they not do i can say to you that the by 
Bible, the word of God, is what keeps our heart focused on God. Is what keeps the truth of God's word, you know, keeps it uh, revealed before us. It is what keeps us functioning at the level of God, you know, in the level of divinity and the uh, functioning from the realm of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, that we are not in submission to the law of sin and death. If you do not keep your eyes fixed on God through the word on Jesus Christ and the operations of the Holy Spirit, your love will wax cold because you cannot live, you know, outside water and expect as a fish to be alive. You cannot serve God by the act of the will. You cannot keep your fire burning just because you will, you are willing or you desire to. You must keep the word of God consistently before the altar of your heart so that your heart can remain uh, in, in, in truth. Your heart can remain in righteousness so that your heart has the right food all the time. And it keeps the capacity to separate evil from good. It keeps the capacity to, you know, to enjoy the help of the Holy Spirit. Okay. So that's basically what I wanted to share as regards that we're going to read so first corinthians chapter 10 also 1 to 13 it says moreover brethren i do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud all passed through the sea all were baptized into moses in the cloud and in the sea all ate the same spiritual food all drank the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. Hallelujah. But with most of them, God was not well pleased for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. This is a scripture we need to read with, you know, keen focus. It, it gives me the feeling of Hebrews uh, chapter 4, which says the same gospel that was preached to them was the same gospel that was preached to them. It, you know, the, the same gospel that was preached to us was the same gospel that was preached to them. Yes, it says, but in them, it did not produce much result. Or it did not benefit them much because, you know, they did not mix it with faith. That is how this is sounding. You know, it says... In verse 2, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food. All drank the same spiritual drink. They drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not well pleased for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now, these things became our examples to the extent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted and do not become idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink, rose up to play. Now, nor rose up to play. He said, no, let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted, tempted and were destroyed by serpents. And were destroyed, okay, were destroyed by serpents, nor complain, as some of them also complained, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now, all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed, lest he fall. 
No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to, to bear it. That's a very strong scripture. You know, something everyone should pay attention to. Absorb every single word that was said there. So God will not allow any temptation that is beyond you to come upon you. What that means is anything you are dealing with, any weaknesses you are dealing with, it means that the Holy Spirit has already given you capacity to overcome it. So if you find yourself still struggling with it, take up the, the discipline and pray yourself out of it. Pray, study the word in that area. Pray, study the word in that area. Use the word of God to damage that knowledge in you that accommodates that weakness. And use the power of, the, of prayer to fortify yourself and gain the spiritual capacity you need to live above that thing. First John chapter 5, verse 18 to 20. It says, We know that whosoever is born of God does not sin. But he who has been born of God keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of wicked of the wicked one. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true, in his Son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. I will reread that. We know. That whoever is born of God does not sin. That does, that does not mean that uh, you cannot go and commit the act of God. It is saying that we know that whoever does not, who is, who is born of God, is not permitted to sin. You, you know, you are not, this is, you don't have a permission to participate in sin. He says, but he who has been born of God keeps himself. So you see that there is a requirement for discipline. You keep yourself, we keep ourselves. And then what happens? There is the promise, the wicked one does not touch us. The wicked one does not touch us. We know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway. Under the sway. Under the sway of a wicked one. Let me see if I can share with us what the word sway means. You know, we know that the whole world is under what? The sway of the wicked one. The word sway means reacting to someone doing or saying something that is completely impossible. No, the word sway also has, you know, like the lobby, you know, like the, like Satan lobbying, not Satan now, the word sway on its own as a single word. Uh, let me see. I want to find another one. Aha. To sway, move, or cause to move slowly or redemically backwards and form, for, forward uh, or from side to side. Now, another interpretation of sway is control or influence, you know, of a person or a course of action. So the whole world is under the control or influence of Satan's course of action. It says, for we see that the whole world, you know, is under the sway, the control and the influence of the wicked one. You know, the whole world lies under that. You know, so we know that we are of God. We are not part of the world. The Bible says that we're in the world, but we're not part of the world. So by God's ordination, we're not under that sway. We're not part of that group that is under, that lies under the sway of the wicked one. This is a fantastic scripture which everybody should know and internalize because it's going to lead you, it's going to 
say a lot to you, take a lot of veils off your eyes. And we know that the Son of God has come and given us an understanding. Jesus has come by the help of the Holy Ghost. We have received an understanding that we may know him who is true and we're in him who is true in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal is the true God and eternal life. Hallelujah. Okay, so I'll quickly share what is in the devotion now. Now, it says here, this, this devotional was written by uh, uh, a Christian, you know, Christians in the U.S. So you may see certain things being referred to uh, from the Western world. But honestly, this is a, a worldwide trend. So it applies to the world at large. It says most Western Christians think about the future in self-absorbed terms. These things have become a reality all over the world. We see it in Nigeria here. Christians are highly self-absorbed these days, using words such as destiny and calling phrases like being what I am made to be, thereby reducing the future to a canvas upon which to paint personal ambitions. That's putting leads over God's uh, intention, putting leads over God's purpose. You know, and choosing to serve just ourselves and whatever we think are personal purposes. So meanwhile, we dream up ways to escape our modern, our mundane lives. Much of modern Western Christianity seems to involve looking for ways to improve comfort. Uh, sadly, we do not realize that we have absorbed a cultural construct that is not helpful to us. One that strays from the biblical worldview. The Bible does not prom promise a pain-free life or the end of all suffering. It never tells us that things will be easy or that we will be happy on this earth. As it turns out, self-fulfillment does not come from happy circumstances. In any case, God's blessings and favor do not match our cultural definitions of a good life. The peace of God, I am the one saying now, does not come from the external. It comes from the internal. Jesus said in the world, you will have tribulation. He said, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The peace, the fulfillment that God gives is in Christ, not by anything attached, you know, on the external. That doesn't say we will not have certain things achieved physically, but the peace we have, we cannot hook anchor our peace and our faith on physical things we anchor our faith on god we anchor our faith on christ we anchor our faith on the peace and the victory and the grace that comes in christ on the finished work on the reality of who god is now continuing on the devotional eventually by clinging to self-centered optimism disguised as a modern form of biblical hope we will become disillusioned and cynical self-centeredness will destroy you it will take your eyes away from god rolling our eyes with world-weary frustration at our misplaced idealism what's more that will render us unable to lean into the help of the holy spirit exactly that will be crucial in the difficult days that okay that's to it will render us unable to lean into the help of the holy spirit that will be crucial in the difficult days to come our self-help positivism initiates a very different conversation from the one God wants to have with us about the future. Looking at the world around us realistically, we can see that we may well be the final generation that the Bible speaks about in the context of the unique dynamics surrounding the Lord's return. And it could be argued that many of us are practically incapable and emotionally unable to face, you know, with true faith and courage, the unique challenges of the earth-shaking trouble and glory ahead. Yeah, because we're not properly prepared. Yet, when we come to the absolute end of our own strength and resources, we 
we will discover that God is able to do breathtaking things to bring his people into their true destiny. He is our hope. The only way forward is to look to Jesus Christ far more than we do the world around us. The more we know and love him, the greater our strength and our hope. The urgency of the hour requires that we cling to the things that the Bible calls wise and worthy of time and attention. In the meantime, we must stop justifying trivial pursuits. Hallelujah. I pray that this word, I pray that this word, I pray that this word will find access into everyone that is listening in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you.